Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today, on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on the glories of a Telecaster. When I hear Telecaster, the first word I think of is simplicity. A slab of wood with a neck bolted onto it. Then add some hardware, some pickups, some tuners. There's no need for tremlos. No need for carved tops or belly cuts. Just simplicity. Now, the second word I think of is versatile. Use the neck pickup and get some blues or jazz. Put it in the middle and get some funk, reggae, or soul. Slam it to the bridge pickup and then you get country or rock. There is no guitar that sounds like a telly, yet a telly can sound like so many other guitars. But what defines a Telecaster? Is it the shape? Is it the sound? Is it the history? Maybe the name Telecaster isn't even the term that should be used anymore, and it should be T-style guitar. Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. Jason, you and I have a wonderful love. It is a beautiful love that we have for Telecasters. And, you know, I figured it would be a fun time for us to get together and just talk about what we love about Telecasters. Now, for me, I remember the first time I fell in love with a Telecaster. And that first time that I fell in love was watching the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> the very beginning, you see Waylon Jennings strumming on that black and white, yep. which is really just kind of like a a piece of leather over the top of yeah. <laughs> Telecaster. And I just remember going, what is that guy playing? And why is the General Lee jumping over it? You yeah. know, and I fell in love with the Telecaster at that moment. Now, I didn't necessarily own one right away. I actually went the Strat route for a while and got a Paul Reed Smith and I didn't own a Telecaster, but my first real time ever playing a Telecaster was my brother brought home a 1991 American Standard Sunburst Telecaster. And I remember seeing it going, oh my gosh, that's, that's Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I ended up seeing this and going, I love that Telecaster. Now, this is my brother, Darren. My other brother, Paul, he brought home a 1991 American Stratocaster. And I thought that that was awesome and I wanted a Strat. So I went, okay, well, I'm going to go that route. But honestly, that Telecaster was amazing. And I actually ended up owning my brother's Telecaster. And I took it on tour for about four or five years. And it's played on a number of different albums. And every time I played it, I just remember thinking to myself, why did I start with a Strat? Why would I do that? You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. What did you start out with? Well, I, I, I remember, it's funny you said that, Duke's Hazard, because I also fell in love with, but it was with Daisy Duke. Uh, whenever I saw her mm. on Duke's Hazard, um, of course. It's yeah, funny. Well, hold on. Was it Daisy or was it just her her shorts? No, <laughs> it, it was Daisy. The Jeep. I mean, it was everything. It was the whole deal. Yeah, the Boar's Nest. Actually, technically, if you remember, she started with the yellow. What was that thing? It was another Chrysler product, I believe. 
She had this yellow sports car, and I don't remember what it was. It's probably a PT Cruiser, maybe. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Uh, it, was, it was a yellow. Oh, it was a Plymouth Roadrunner. That's what it was. It was. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that was it. And then she went on to the Jeep, and that's the Jeep. That's what we remember. Yeah. Dixie. You know, and all that. But yes. Yeah, but I mean, as far as, yeah, so that was my first falling in love. But it's funny that you remember falling in love because I don't remember falling in love with a Telecaster. Really? It's something that has been ingrained in in me since I have listened to music. Um, My family, we all grew up listening to country music, especially my mom. I mean, if, if music was on, it was probably George Strait or, you know, uh, Conway Twitty or George Jones. And I mean, Buck Owens. We had that twanging guitar and my, my dad liked that as well, but he also liked ZZ Top, which, you know, was a telly a lot of times. Yeah. Um, yep. He liked, um, gosh, the Eagles and, you know, Joe Walsh was playing tellies a lot in there. Um, oh, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, I just, I don't think I've ever had a moment where I was like, that's my guitar. It just has always been my guitar and it just fits with the music that I love. And I think, I, I think I fell in love with the sound of it before I, ever saw one well and that's interesting because i remember playing like in the guitar stores and i remember playing a telecaster and just going why would people get this it's just bright and Mm -hmm. it's picky and it's tinny and it's it's just it's almost like it's just got too much tone but it's all tone in the wrong places and i think ultimately what i realized was it was my playing style it was me it wasn't you, it's me, yeah. you know, and, and essentially what I ended up finding out was, yeah, if you dial the amp, like you dial in a Strat, you're going to have a bad time with a Telecaster, Yeah, right. you know, and if you don't know how to pick dynamically and all you do is just really just hammer on the guitar and play the cowboy chords, well, you're going to have a mm-hmm. bad time. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a, an acquired taste, the way you play it, the way it responds to everything. If you go in there like you said, and play it like you play a Strat or play it like you play a Les Paul, it's just, it's not going to react well to you and you're not going to probably get along that well. Yeah, that's for sure. And actually, it's probably a good idea that I mention the types of Telecasters I have because mm-hmm. I bought a Classic Vibe Custom, the the Squire version of the Classic Vibe Custom. And, you know, it is a excellent guitar on its own, but... I had changed the pickups in my 1991 Fender Telecaster that my brother Darren owned and I now owned. And I played that on a bunch of different records and I really enjoyed it and I really liked it. But after a while of playing it, I had worn out the frets and the it needed a fret job. And I got quoted about $400 to get that thing done. And, you know, I just ultimately decided... It, it's not relicking in the way I like. It's mm-hmm. a polyester finish. Yeah. It's it's got this weird like flaking happening at the neck and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I decided that I was just going to go get another guitar. And so I put the original pickups back in the 1991. I sold it off and then I bought with that money a Classic Vibe Custom. And I played that for a number of years and it sounded great. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um as time went on, I went, well, I need to change the control cavity because I think there's something not quite right with the pots and the switch. And actually, it made it sound even better. And then I ended up going, oh, I wish it had kind of a, a thicker, chunkier neck. 
you know, because those are kind of thin. And so I ended up putting on a C-shape flamed neck that actually I bought off of eBay. It's from a, a Fender Mexican Nashville Telecaster. And you know what? It's, it, it's great. I really enjoy it. Actually, we nicknamed it Big Tex. Mm, perfect. Yeah. The reason why it's nicknamed Big Tex is because when it had the squire neck on it, you couldn't see the dots very well. So whenever I was playing live, you, you couldn't see the dots. And I would, I would always be a half step from greatness. <laughs> you know, I'd go to hit the chord and I'm like, oh, I'm just off. Oh, dang it. You know, and so what I did was my son at the time, he was in the single digits at that point. And um, we had gotten like this, this kid's meal from Subway and it had little letters in it. And the letters that were left over after he was messing with it could spell big text down the fretboard. And so I actually put it at the top at the fret markers. It said big text. Nice. And uh, I was able to use that for, um, you know, pretty much a, a touring season. And then it was pretty much gone. But at the same time, the nickname stuck. And so it's known as big text, even with the new neck on it. Uh, and, and I don't need the fret markers anymore. <laughs> We still call it Big Tex. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So I have that one. Um, and I also have, I have a 72 uh, custom telly. Okay. That is a reissue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a Mexican reissue and it is beautiful. It's lightweight. Yeah. Um, I did change the bridge pickup and I did do the, um, the Fralin mod where you, uh, you lower the, the pull pieces on the back of the uh, wide range pickup. Mm-hmm. But tell you what, that that guitar is a tone monster. Yeah. I used it last week. Yeah, those sounds great. Those guitars made in Mexico right now are really, really good guitars. The ones I played, anyways, they're all real good. Yeah, they're consistent. They're you know usually they're pretty lightweight, um, and the finish on them, you know, they're doing the road worn and some of the you know slight relic. And oh yeah. So the necks are feeling good. They're not real sticky like they used to be. Uh, they're making yeah. great guitars. It was a few years ago that the Mexican versions, I remember them coming out and I would play them at a guitar store and go, gosh, I don't know that I would change a thing. Yeah. Like the pickups sound good. The, the fit, the finish is good. Yeah. And actually, uh, you know, I've mentioned my brother Paul before and Paul actually recently bought a road worn Telecaster. He, he bought a purple one and I was like, well, you know, to each his own on the purple, but, uh, it actually looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, that would have never been my first choice, but whenever I saw a picture, I was like, dang, that's a cool guitar. It's unique. It's a cool guitar. So what have you owned? Well, I've got a Tele, too, that's not a usual, uh, you know, a, a real common color. I've got a kind of a sapphire blue Tele. Ooh. I think I probably had that built in 2002, around there, and it's a it's a Bill Crook um, guitar, and oh, okay. it's really nice. It's got top binding on there. And uh, so actually we would we would actually classify this as a T style guitar. True. Yes, okay. True, true. Yeah, cuz technically it's not a Telecaster cuz that's trademarked true. by Fender. So this is a T style guitar. So tell me tell me more about this Crooks guitar. Does it actually have like a a, a model number or a name or something? No, and I mean now that I think about it, I don't have any Telecasters right now. So I have no Fender Telecasters at the moment. <laughs> And wow, I don't, I don't have, that's a big deal for you. It is a big deal. And I, well, you know, actually I take it back. I have one right now that's not in playing condition, but it's, I've got all the pieces for it. Uh, the one, uh, is that the prom guitar? This is the prom guitar. Yes. I, <laughs> I've got it. I've got it set up and, 
Uh, for those of you that don't blood red, yeah. For those of you that don't know the story, because I'm not going to pretend that we have loyal listeners, but um, basically, I saved up. We've had this story. No, this was on the this was on this therapy session. I have it in my notes. I, I know. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the story really quick. So basically, I saved okay. up a lot of money. I was dating a girl right before I'm about to buy tickets for the prom. She broke up with me, broke my heart. And so instead of going to prom, which everybody told me to do, I just went straight to Guitar Center, bought a telly, and I still have it. And who knows where she is now? So yeah, it was it was, it was one of my better choices, even though it wasn't my choice at the time. But uh, it's a it's a gorgeous choice. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so I've got that. Um, I've also got the uh, red T style guitar that uh, is modeled after my hero Steve Warner. Um, oh yeah, that's right. It's a super lightweight telly style guitar. Uh, it's got white binding on the top. It's got three pickups. It's got a real super flamey neck on there. And so that's my other T style that I'm playing. And then my third one is probably my, you know, the love of my guitar life is my Dano caster. It's a Dano caster black guard. Oh, super lightweight. It's got buds pickups in there. It's got a chunky, Point nine oh neck C shape, and I I've played that guitar, and it is unlike any other Telecaster I've ever yeah. felt. And I I understand that it's not a Telecaster; it's a T style right. guitar, but it's so reminiscent. And I I know that when I play it, I go, "This is a Telecaster." You know, it's it. This is not a knockoff. So basically, what I've done is I've boiled it down to just three guitars that I really really love. I've got the the blue crook guitar. The red parts guitar that you know was made from Mario Martin parts, and then I've got the Dano Caster that's a black guard, and I've got those that I just love. They cover kind of all my bases, and um, it, it fills that that need for me. Now, for you, what makes a T style guitar? What is a T style guitar, and what is not a T style guitar? Okay, so I've read I've read so much on the Telecaster page, gear page about people's opinions on the Telecaster nitty gritty and what makes it, and what doesn't make it, and um, everybody has an opinion on this. And they're I mean, they are not light opinions; they are hardcore. Like I will die believing this opinions. Oh yeah. But to me, it, plant it your really flag on a hill and die. Yeah, like I'm I'm prepared for this battle, and yep. to me, it's just not that big of a deal. Um, to me, if it's got the body shape, it's a Telecaster, and that that probably will that probably upset a lot of people whenever I just said that, and people are probably screeching their tires and driving Hold off on. highways right now. Hold okay. on. So what you're telling All me right. is is that anything with the body shape, that like you know a good true body shape is a Telecaster. Mm-hmm. So right. what about like a a Telecaster Deluxe? Okay, a Telecaster, a Telecaster. Deluxe, really. Yeah. So it has wide range pickups. It it doesn't it's even have the bridge pickup. No, it doesn't matter. It's a Telecaster. It's, hold on. I th- it has a Strat, a gigantic Strat headstock. Yep. What does it say on the headstock? It it says not a Telecaster. <laughs> I don't think it says that. <laughs> really? I, I think it does. I think it says not it, a Telecaster. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a I think that's a custom made one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. N- no, I think that's a Telecaster. Really? I uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. I, what about what about a Cabernita? Is it Cabernita? It's it's a Telecaster. Really? I mean, it has like Filtertrons in it. You're know, like TV okay. Jones. Okay. So, 
So if you're if you're if you're playing a guitar and you're up on stage and somebody's squinting at you because they can barely see and they they're looking up and somebody goes, "Hey, what kind of guitars you playing?" You're gonna be like, "That's ah, a telly." Nobody's gonna look and be like, "Oh, that that didn't have a full bridge plate," or "Oh man, that had a humbucker in the bridge." There is that's a telly. So you're telling me that if someone's playing a telacoustic. <laughs> You know, a telecoustic, it has a hole in the yeah. center of it. You're telling me that that is a telecaster. I'm t- well, first of all, I'm telling you somebody has bad taste if they're playing the telecoustic. Um, <laughs> because, <laughs> because that, if, if that was a, you know, $800 guitar, that's okay. But those things are like two grand and, you know, they, they, they sound nice for, a five six hundred dollar guitar, but for a two thousand dollar guitar, they don't sound great electric. They don't sound great acoustic. So, man, I don't know why you would buy one of those. But if you if you did and you love it, then God bless you. Uh, it's just not for me. But yes, still a telly. Let's go one step above this. All okay, right. we already said that you don't care if it has wide range. No, because it has two wide range pickups, deluxe. You don't care. Yep, telly. You don't care if it has two filtertrons. No, nope. you know now you've got your. Your Cabernita. Yeah. But you're Which telling is me Spanish that, for Telecaster. I'm pretty sure. Um, sure. Actually, it's <laughs> Spanish for something else, but we I can't know, say yeah. it on this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so what you're telling me is it's not Spanish. The <laughs> Telecaster. Cabernita is Telecaster, really. L Telecaster. So you're telling me that guitars with those with just two pickups are telecasters in the body shape. But what about ones with three yep. pickups, like the Nashville style? Or your Steve Warner guitar yeah. that has three pickups. I think Fender actually has a name for that. It's called a Nashville Telly, which Telly stands for Cabernita Telecaster. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's up this okay. or okay. down this ante. What if it only has one pickup, like an Esquire? That, is the Esquire a Telecaster? That is still a so. You know that's a that's a good one. I, you've got me. It's not on the headstock. Okay, but. If you take off that pick guard, there's usually a spot for a, a neck pickup. So we're just talking a couple solder points, and it's the same guitar. I don't know. You can get you can go buy a Chevy truck and put a camper on the back, and it's not a Suburban. It is still a Chevy truck. It's a Silverado. So you can accessorize yes. stuff. It doesn't change what it is. It's still a Telecaster. It's still a Telebody. Even if it has P90s or humbuckers. Even if it has P90s. What if it has 12 strings? Telecaster. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, okay, so wow. let me ask you. What would you call a 12-string Telecaster? I would call it a 12-string guitar that never should have happened. An abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I, would call, I would call it um, a, a desecrated monument. Man, That's what I would call I it. I would love to chicken pick on a 12-string Tele. Can you imagine just the, the god-awful sounds that would come out of that thing? Uh, well, I've heard the god awful sounds of when I chicken pick <laughs> on a Telecaster. So oh. <laughs> now it's doubled. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's like t- it's an octave. It, it would be for me like two bad guitar players playing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> ding, in, ding 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 in unison. Ding, ding. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So I, I get it. So you're telling me you get one horn and you get that nice you know, round side to it and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Even if it has a belly cut, yeah, yeah. you're telling me. Yeah. Cause, okay. Because then the, in that the case, litmus test, I need to ask you this okay. question. Okay. And this question is this. Right. What about those offset Telecasters? The ones that have the Telecaster yeah. bridge 
the bridge pickup, the 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 neck yeah. lipstick looking pickup, mm-hmm. but it looks like a jazz master. Yeah, that's what we call a a telemaster. That's not a telecaster. <laughs> it's a jazz master telema. It's a telemaster. It's it's not a telly. It's it's a jazz master shaped body with telly appointments on there. I'll be honest with you. I think it's an illegitimate love child. Yeah, it, I mean it is. And again, uh, one that maybe shouldn't have been made. The illegitimate child of a jazz master and a telly. Yeah. Oh no no no. Our our exotic line is supposed to be over here. Our normal line is over here, and somehow there has been some messing with the genetic pool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. I think somebody in research and development probably came out and said, "Hey, we need to sell some more guitars to praise and worship players. Let's uh, <laughs> let's mix a offset with a Telecaster." And done. And there you go. And if you know what, if we can put out a four or five hundred dollar reverb pedal with that, we'll be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We'll just add more switches. Yeah. So it looks like it's worth yes. that. Yeah. So we're talking about tellies here. Yeah. And so you've pretty much defined that it's really about body shape. To me. Just to me. But, I'm not speaking for anybody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. And I get it. You know. And and I've mentioned it before. I actually mentioned it when I was talking to Beth about mm-hmm. it. One of my favorite descriptions ever used of a Telecaster was actually done by Brad Paisley. And Brad Paisley said that a Telecaster is essentially a cutting board with a neck and strings put on it. And, you know, to me, that really describes the beauty and the simplicity of this guitar that was really made back in 1950. Yeah. And that coming from the guy who I believe has brought Telecasters back to the, the forefront. Well, let's be honest. I wouldn't want a pink Paisley Telecaster. I know, I know James Burton used it, and I know it's a big deal, yeah. but I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want it until I saw Brad Paisley using it. Yeah, nobody would want it. I mean, there's a couple of James Burton fans out there who's, who's an amazing guitar player, but like, you know, even Brad Paisley said that, you know, nobody would even touch those things. They're like, they're radioactive. And then James Burton starts playing them and then everybody wants them. And then yep. we realized again how ugly they really are. And then uh, Brad started playing them and now everybody wants them again. And Bill yeah. Crook has a whole career because of that. Even if you look at James Burton and you look at his signature model, his signature model doesn't even look like a Paisley. It's, no. It looks like a Strat. Yeah, it's like an 80s Strat yeah. Elite or something. But yeah. it's a Telecaster because the body's right, correct? I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Of course. So, okay, so that actually probably brings us to this idea of what are features that you actually like and features you don't like? Now, this could be anything, okay? I'm not talking about just the standard telly. I mean, if you're looking at a telly, we've already defined that a telly can be the body shape. Uh, it doesn't have to have the headstock. It doesn't have to have the, it doesn't have to have 21 frets. It doesn't have to have 22 frets. It doesn't have to be a 25 and a half inch scale. It just has to have the right body. So if that's the case, then what features do you look at a T style guitar and go, I love it or I don't. So just because I think something's a telly doesn't mean I love it. Like to me, I love a standard telly. Like if, if you're going to have a, you know, your version of a Telecaster headstock, please have six tuners on the side. Three and three doesn't work. It just, it doesn't look right. Four and two, like an Ernie ball. Yeah. yeah. And that that's cool for them, but not for a telly. Um, no. But 
so, I mean, some of the features I love, I love a, a like a lightweight Telecaster body. Like I love that. Oh yeah. If you compare that with a chunky neck, I I'm in heaven, and that that's what I like. Um, really super low action. I really like on there. I know a lot of guys play with high action, um, but I like low action, light body, chunky neck, and I just feel like I can dig into that neck. Other than that, I I mean, I like most of them. I like a pretty low output bridge pickup. Oh, really? Um, okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, so so what do you like about a low output bridge pickup? Like, what characteristic do you really like? You know, I can't. I don't know that I could put into words why I like it. I just um, the ones I'm always drawn to are are fairly fairly low. Um, I would say you know under seven ohms, like six six and a quarter to six and a half, are the ones I've always played that I really liked and. I don't know that I can explain it. I I think it's just probably that sound that I've that I probably grew up listening to, you know, in the 50s and 60s. Well, 50s they're probably a little bit hotter, but in the 60s, you know, a lot of those tellies uh, were being played and that's probably just I don't know, that's just what I like. Well, that actually brings up a really interesting point because I have a really good friend of mine named Brian and Brian has a 1966 Telecaster. It's blonde it has a black pickguard. Mm. It's absolutely nice. gorgeous. Actually, a guy who was left-handed owned it for a while. So it actually has like the hole in the bottom horn because it was upside down. And actually, he wore a lot of jewelry. So a lot of the like wear and tear was actually at the bottom of the guitar on a right-hander and stuff. <laughs> so it's kind of fun, you know. Nice. And so he has this 1966 Telecaster, and it sounds absolutely amazing it is unlike any telecaster i have ever played Hmm. you dig into a note and when you dig into a note and i'm talking about just plug straight into an amplifier it sounds clean but sustains yeah and it it blooms on its own it's just it's amazing he also owns a 1968 telecaster Mm -hmm. and he's actually owned that one from the very beginning and the difference between the two Telecasters is night and day. Really? The 66, you can tell it's low output. You can tell it's funk. You can tell that it's jangly. You can tell that it's just open sounding. And that 68, oh man, it is hot. And it is just in your face. And I have to turn up treble mm-hmm. on the 68, yeah. but I have to turn down treble on the 66. And he's let me borrow both of them for a little bit of time. And both of them, I am shocked at how different that two years made in these two guitars. Really? Hmm. Which one did you prefer? 66. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah it, it's just, it's that amazing. Um, I, it, it blooms so well. It just... It sounds so jangly. I mean, if I could buy it off of him, if I had the money to actually purchase <laughs> this off of him, I definitely would have done it because it is yeah. just that special. It's 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 the most unique Telecaster I've ever heard. Wow, that's quite a comp. Uh, yeah, and it really is. And I, you know, it to me the '68 is an amazing animal, and I I like that as well. But that '66. There's something special with that. It's light and it's it's awesome. And who knows? Maybe it's the year. Maybe it was just he got a special one. Uh, one of those is a little more special. Who knows? Because they're they're pretty inconsistent. I don't know, but I know that for me. Okay, so we get back to the idea of what makes a telly a telly and what doesn't make a telly a telly. And for me, 
there are features that I really mm-hmm. appreciate. Like I appreciate yeah, me binding. Too. Me too. I love binding. But it doesn't have to have binding to be a telly. I appreciate three saddles. But, you know, three separate saddles that get whatever. I like that. But to me, if it has six saddles, it's still a telly. So I, I, I'm good with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of my, my Steve Warner model guitar has a six saddle bridge in there. You know, the more I researched it, a lot of people were like, you know, it really, really does affect the, the tone of it a lot because it's a big brass saddle, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, it probably sounds a little more Strat-like, which is maybe one of those reasons because, you know, Steve Warner plays a real kind of hit. The the songs that I know of his anyways that I'm a big fan of came out in the 80s and it's got that big chorus-y kind of compressed sound and sounds like an 80s song. And so... You know that probably has a lot to do with that guitar. If I if I stuck a vintage style, you know, thin metal three saddle bridge on there, I don't think it would sound like the same guitar, and I probably wouldn't be happy with it. You know, when I was doing my research with my classic vibe custom, you know, I was changing parts out. I changed the neck, I changed the the control cavity. I was thinking I should change out the bridge. Yeah. And when I went to change out the bridge, I kind of thought about it and went. You know, this has steel and everybody tells me I should have brass or I should have like graphite or I should have some sort of a, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And I ended up liking the steel. I thought that steel sounded better. And to me, it was worth keeping it on there because after all, it's about the tone. And I'm happy with my choice. Yeah, that's funny, too, because, you know, we're out here trying all these different materials for bridges and trying to do all this voodoo to to get the sound that we want and that sound that they had in the 50s and 60s was just whatever they could get their hands on it was the cheapest you know possible materials and here they are doing that and now you know you can go buy a a boutique aftermarket bridge and spend a good chunk of money on it and um honestly probably doesn't sound as good as some cheap one that you can just pick up (laughs) at the parts store. oh yeah well that's for sure and you know and actually, people get upset about the whole idea of, like, maple versus rosewood for the fretboard. So which yeah. which side yeah. are you on? Should it be maple or should it be rosewood? To me, I love a maple neck telly. I, to me, I, there's nothing wrong with rosewood, but there's only a few that I think look right with with rosewood you can get you know any of the uh, the ones with bindings for like the 62 customs or anything like that sometimes an olympic white or a candy apple red looks good but for the most part i i just i'm a maple neck kind of guy you know it's interesting because i'm i'm a rosewood guy i like rosewood i like it yeah. on my i like it on my les paul i like it on my paul reed smith mm-hmm. but i will say for my 72 custom Maple was the right choice. Yeah. Maple, it looks right. It, honestly, it sounds right. And it's weird because I'm one of those types of people that says that tone wood is not really a thing. And keep in mind, I'm talking about electric guitars plugged in. Plugged in, electric guitar, tone wood is not really the biggest factor. You're better off changing like bridge saddles. You're better off changing the nut you're better off changing the frets themselves like the fret wire i would agree with that i've watched a bunch although i've watched a bunch of videos where they you know would do a blind test on maple versus rosewood and i couldn't tell the difference most of the time it's it's i think it's a very small difference of any at all 
Um, well, at that point, it's really just aesthetics or corksniffery. It, yeah, it is. And, you know, just or the feel that you have with it, that bond that you yeah. have. Uh, we've talked about it before. You pick up a Les Paul and you're going to play differently than if you pick up a telly. And it's it's the same with me. If I pick up a Rosewood neck telly, I'm probably going to play different than I'm going to uh, play with a maple neck telly. And who knows why that is? Yeah, it'll be completely subconscious. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, think, I think, you know, blindfolded, I think most people would probably be pretty hard pressed to to hear the difference, at least in the room. Yeah, I, I would say so. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Now, with all of that in play, one of the things that I would be interested to see what you think about is what is the actual telly sound in your mind? Oh man, that is a tough one. If if you ask me what my favorite telly sound is, I'm going to tell you something like Reggie Young. Um, you know, he played he played with Elvis and he played, you know, that famous riff on Drift Away by Dobie Gray. Um, but I think, I think a lot of that was done on Strat too, but he played, he played a telly with Merle Haggard and George Strait. I mean, he played on every country album in the eighties, but that to me is kind of that quintessential telly tone. Then also, um, somebody I love is Vince Gill. Oh yeah. That guy, when I hear him play, it just, oh my gosh, he makes it look so effortless and he's just hitting a million notes or he can hit one note and make it sound perfect for the situation. I mean, he's, he's definitely one of my idols and I don't think I've brought him up on any of these yet, but he's one of my reasons that I play guitar. I I just love the way he plays. I love his tone. You know, he's got that pretty compressed uh, tone. And then, you know, you've got guys like Brent Mason who I, who I like a lot. Doesn't he have like a telly that just came out? Yeah, it just came out. And uh, you know, I've, I, I've toyed with the idea of buying one just because it's so unique, but at this point I'm going to hold off, but it's a, it's a cool, it's based on his telly. You know, he thought it was a 68, but whenever they took it in to kind of look at it, it ended up being a 67 telly. So the story is, I I don't know if it was in the eighties or what, but him and the Don Kelly, the guy he played for went into a shop and they both bought a guitar and they got it home and Brent told Don, he goes, Hey, I kind of like the, I kind of like your guitar better. You want to trade? And so they traded on it. And um, he's had it ever since. Somebody had refinished it in just a primer, so it's kind of a gray color and just kind of ugly. He put a black pit guard on there, and then he took it into Joe Glazer, and Joe Glazer put the, the Godot bridge on there, put a bender in. Ah. He put a middle pickup in there. He put a mini humbucker. like I think it's from a Firebird in the, in the neck. So he did all that stuff, and that's kind of been, uh, man, like... Reggie Young was in the 80s and Brent Mason's been in the 90s and, and 2000s, but he's played on everything. And uh, yeah. so Fender finally came to their senses and put out a, a Brent Mason Telecaster. And it actually comes with a Glazer Bender in there, which is super cool. It's the first time ever that you could get a Tele with a Glazer style Bender on there. They've oh, come out, that's cool. Yeah, they've come out with that's their... That's really like, cool. It's you it's know awesome. and good for Fender. Yeah, on the, I mean that's that's one man. That's a market that people have been wanting to get. You know, uh, there's there's a ton of people that idolize Brent Mason and to not put out a signature model of his, but to put out some of those other people. I mean, I think Avril Lavigne had a signature Telecaster at one time. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're gonna put that out and not put out a Brent Mason one. You've I mean what in the world? But um, right, of course, of course, the biggest issue with it is 
they went, okay, fine, we'll make one more for the player. Let's do that. Now we'll make it $5,000. Well, th- so this one's actually, I think this one's made in Mexico, and it's around, a, I think it's around 2000 2200 something like that. Um, well, but they 2200 d- or 2500 or whatever it yeah. is, made in Mexico? Yeah, I mean, but you know those those benders. If you send it into Glazer to get a bender, it's going to be six hundred fifty bucks. Um, okay, that's plus, fair. Plus shipping back both ways, and you know it's got it's got some upgraded pickups in there. So it, I I don't know. And, and from what I hear, it's got a pretty chunky neck. It's got like almost a point nine zero neck on there, kind of a big chunky C shape, which I'm interested in. But um, I'll tell you what's really got my eye right now is, um, you know, I had one of the Brad Paisley Telecasters and it was Silver Sparkle. Yep. And uh, I ended up selling that, but he's coming out with a new Esquire that's Black Sparkle, which I could see myself playing a little bit more, but it's got one of his new um, Stealth Esquire pickups. Have you seen that yet? Well, yeah, I've seen it, but okay. I, I mean, I haven't really, I haven't played it. And obviously, I mean, I haven't really heard it yet. I just yeah. know it's actually out there. So, so Fender, so Seymour Duncan made this pickup for him. It's basically a, a pickup that goes underneath the pit guard. And so it doesn't, you know, it's supposed to be like a Esquire in the fact that it doesn't, the magnetic field from the neck pickup doesn't affect the string vibration at all, but you still flip it to that neck pickup and still get a really good sound out, out of it. So it's supposed to be amazing, and who knows? Maybe it's marketing. Maybe it really is amazing. It sounded good in the video, but um, Fender decided to make a new um, Esquire for Brad Paisley and put that pickup in there. So that's that's kind of cool too. That's a that's another Telly that I'm interested in. That's not really a Telly. Oh, but it is a Telly because it's the right shape, right? It exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it says Esquire on the headset. <laughs> oh, that's right. Touche. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so this probably brings us yeah. to our last thing that we should get into, which is if you could only have one telly. Okay. All right. And, you know, for whatever reason, there's a shortage on budget. Yeah. There's a shortage on wood. There's a shortage on strings and you can't string them all. And you can Ooh. only have one telecaster. What would that telecaster be and what would it look like? Gosh, that is a tough choice because my my first my first thought is just Danocaster. It's the Danocaster because I mean every pickup position on that thing sounds amazing. The neck feels great. It just plays great. It's lightweight. Yeah, it does. Um, but that Steve Warner one is probably a little more versatile because it's got the middle pickup in there, so I can get those strat in between sounds. Um, but gun to my head, I got to choose. Let's say the house catches on fire and I've got to grab one. I'm going to grab the Dano caster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that's you, a, man. That's the one. I mean, I, I can't live without that one. If if something, God forbid, happened and I had to sell off my collection, I, I could get rid of the Steve Warner one before I got rid of the Dano yeah. caster. You know, actually, it's interesting that you put it that way because when mm-hmm. you think about it, you've got like portland that is on fire yeah. and you've got california that's on fire and some of these people are having to make this decision yeah you know what what are you going to keep what are you going to get rid of um what what goes in the car you know essentially and um i guess for me if i had to choose something that was a this is the guitar and this is the guitar i want to keep forever yeah. and i don't want to get rid of it it's perfect i'm going to take it on a gig whatever you know, honestly, I think I'm taking my 72 custom. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything about it. 
I love where the toggle's yeah. placed. Um, instead of it being a, a three-blade switch, instead, it's a toggle that's up at the top, so it's easy to pop it on the neck wide range, and it's easy to throw it down onto the telly bridge. Um, it gives me a lot of versatility in the fact that I have two volume knobs, one for the neck and one for the bridge. I, I will say one thing I do miss, and this is completely cosmetic, you know, nothing else, um, is I kind of wish it had binding. Yeah. Like, I, I really like binding. I think binding's really cool. But I would keep the maple neck. Actually, this one has a flame maple neck, and I really think that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's sunburst, and I, I like that a lot. Actually, you know, I would love to have an original 1972 Telecaster Custom. Mm-hmm. You know, the real deal. But, honestly, the reason why I don't have that is because anytime I've ever felt one, played one, or used one... I mean, they usually like weigh 10 pounds yeah. and they have like an inch of lacquer on it and they're, they're kind of hard to play. And, you know, if I found the right one, if I found one in the seven pound range, yeah, honestly, I think I would want the real deal. And I honestly think that I would be willing to sell off a few guitars to be able to get that. Even though, I mean, mine sounds great. I really like mine. In fact, it doesn't really make sense why I would sell off other guitars to get it because what I've got sounds great. It's a lighter wood. It's easy to play. And I mean, I don't really know why I would want to get rid of any of my other guitars for it. Yeah. I mean, cork sniffery is the only thing I can think well, of that yeah. would make you want to do yep. that. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Because I mean, you've, you've, got, you've got a guitar that's probably superior to a lot of vintage guitars. Yeah. And take it out on the road, something happens to it, it doesn't make you want to die inside. Yeah, actually, that's an important point, uh, to have something that you know you can take out and is replaceable, even though it's exactly what you want. I mean, that that's pretty awesome. All right, well, do you have anything that you want to kind of finish things out with? Any Any closing comments? Okay, so yeah, so there's, there's one more thing that I want to mention. Earlier, I was talking about the... Um, the Telecaster sound just being so, you know, clean and chicken pickin'-y. Uh, but I will say in 1999, I believe, maybe 98, I was watching the Grand Ole Opry on, you know, CMT or GAC or whatever channel it was on, and a new guy came on, and he started playing, and I stopped whatever I was doing, and I looked there, and it was Brad Paisley. Um, he had one song out at the time, and it was uh, "Who Needs Pictures," uh, and it was a ballad with a memory. And, you know, like on the opera. Th- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he played that song, and then he went, and I was like, "Oh, that's good. You know, that's a new song, whatever." Um, but then he came out a little bit later, like they do, to play a second song, and he played "Me Neither," <laughs> and he was playing his telly through his Vox AC30, and. It was something I I remember I remember hearing my like parents talk about, you know, my mom would say when she heard the Beatles, she's like, I've never heard anything like that before. I don't know what this is. Or, yeah. you know, hearing Jimi Hendrix. And I remember when I heard on that opry, I heard Brad Paisley playing his telly through an aquapus delay and a cranked AC thirty. I thought, I don't know what this is, but I'm in love with yeah. it. Yeah. And that to me became the new sound for a Telecaster. So I still love that twangy, you know, eighties compressed sound. 
But man, oh man, I've just learned to love this on the edge of breakup, nasty, kind of in your face, telly sound, you know, through EL84s. Man, it's it's good. It's I'm getting hot and bothered just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, and he loves 68, 69 Telecasters. That's his thing, that big, hot, yeah. just in your face. I, I'm yeah. with you, man. I get it. Brad Paisley is, it's in the fingers. Yeah. But he chose the right medium, the right guitar to make that thing happen. Yeah. And I will, and in all honesty, Keith Urban, same to that dude. Yeah, I agree. Man, he nailed it. Man. And I'll be honest, you go into the rock realm and Bruce Springsteen without a Telecaster. Yeah is not Bruce Springsteen. Can you imagine him playing a Strat? Uh, it just, it doesn't. No, not or, right. or even a, you know, Les Paul. Yeah, it does. Or, or a Les Paul Jr. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. Keith Richards. Yeah. I've heard Keith Richards with a Les Paul. Yeah. I've heard him with a Telecaster. I'll take Telecaster Keith Richards. Me too. Every day. And, and there is something about this beautiful guitar. Something about this thing that was made in the 50s to try and change the world that still changed the world today. Well, that concludes our session of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. My name is Dr. T, and remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I have fun talking gear. Until next time.